Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Thanks for being with me in the windowsill today, tonight, wherever you are, whatever time it is. I'm really happy that you're joining me. If you can hang on for a while through this conversation and finding out a little bit about Nerida Hansen, you will be rewarded with some really exciting news for every creative I can possibly think of. I'm going to get a little bit more into that in a second, but I want to read a review from my friend, Abby Jacobs. Abby and I have gotten to know each other a little better just because of the very cool fact that our sons ended up going to the same camp this summer, different times, but we could support each other as moms with our kiddos away for an extended period of time. So I was just looking through my reviews and I saw this one from Abby and it just made me smile. Abby says something special. This podcast is everything you want it to be as a creative and curious person. Margot has the best way of inviting her guests to chat about all things creative and inspirational while also making the listener feel like they are right there in the room. I have gained so much from listening to these episodes every week, and I look forward to them all. When Margot puts something out into the world, it is done with the kindest, most supportive energy, and I am so grateful. Thank you for your gifts, Margot. Thank you for yours, Abby. The world is better for them. So I'm really, I'm really excited about this podcast today. This interview, I should say. Nerida is the brainchild and creative just genius behind Nerida Hansen Fabrics, Nerida Hansen Textiles and Fabrics and Fabrics and Textiles and all things fabulous, based out of Australia. If you don't know her, you should. And you definitely will want to after. I tell you a little bit more and after our conversation today. Nerida first embarked on a career in textiles in 2008 with her own sporting label for men and women. She did golf clothes because she had an idea too and she went went for it. Followed by a two-year stint as a junior buyer of licensed bedding for a major retailer. In this role, she relished working with the major design houses 
such as Disney, Mattel, and Warner Brothers. And she learned a lot about licensing and business in this role. It was during this time that she pitched her idea to support independent artists and designers to a major retailer, but they weren't interested. Believing in herself and her vision, Nerida left her job and started representing independent artists. And she, as you'll hear in her story, she just did it and ended up at Surtex. And that's where we first met. With her agency setting up at major design fairs, she showed at Surtex, Time Textile, and Premier Vision in Paris. After licensing hundreds of designs to major fabric houses around the world, she turned her dream into reality and launched her first collection of digitally printed fabrics back in 2017. Nerida Hansen Fabrics was born and it was a sellout. Fast forward to today, where she is at the top of her game in the textiles market and building a standalone business. Nerida continues to work closely with local and international illustrators and surface art designers. Not only is she on the lookout for artists who are a fit for her own fabric empire, she continues to support, mentor, and represent artists everywhere. Nerida is one heck of a savvy businesswoman, and I can certainly attest to that. She knows what she wants, and she puts her heart and her soul completely into her work. Her integrity and commitment to her brand and her team is nothing short of inspiring. She makes you feel like you can take on the world just as she is. Nerida has sold and licensed hundreds of patterns to the world's biggest retailers, as I said. She knows all too well how many challenges there are for artists running their own surface art design business and, you know, any kind of creative business, really. For emerging artists, marketing and promoting their designs is crucial to their success, but many do not know where to start. Nerida is launching something that we are exclusively sharing here today that's going to give all emerging artists a simple platform to showcase their designs worldwide. So if that isn't enough to keep you interested for just a few more minutes, I don't know what is. Thanks so much for being here. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate all your feedback and your comments. I just really, honestly, I would love to sit down with every single one of you. So maybe we will. Thanks for being here. And here is Nerida Hansen. I am so glad to be talking to you today, Nerida. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's just exciting. Thanks for having me. It is exciting. I feel like I've known you for, I don't know, a year and then 30 lives. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's been, is it seven or eight years since we yeah. very first met, um, yeah. but we didn't really connect. We connected, but we couldn't follow up. No. And then last year at Alt Summit was just an awesome, you know, super fun time where we just got to finally get together and put our heads together and actually just have a lot of fun. God, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. We were we met again at Alt Summit in where were we? Palm Springs the week practically before lockdown like you flew your home to Australia and I went home to Washington and we were both like were we are we sick <laughs> like because <Yeah. laughs> we yeah. were like oh we probably shouldn't have been in a big group but anyway That's right. glad glad it was you <laughs> Yeah, we sort of hit the ground running, uh, figuring out what we could do together. And we haven't, you know, that's an ongoing, that's an ongoing. Oh, thing. yeah. Lifelong, Margot. Lifelong. lifelong. <laughs> but in the meantime, I've been wanting you to come onto the podcast since, of course, it started. But now is a great time because you've got a lot going on. But tell me and our esteemed listeners just a little bit about how you ended up doing what you're doing, because I think it's a pretty fascinating path. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's. It's still evolving too, but it, it was an evolving journey of basically wanting to be, be creative and um, and and my interest in fashion and textiles um, came about 
probably 15 or 16 years ago when I started my own sportswear label, believe it or not. I, love that. <laughs> I used to I used to wander around Europe um, follow, with my husband following uh, his brother on the European tour oh, and f- fell madly in love with golf and decided I'd bring out a golf range of clothing, which was absolutely awesome. But it just was a, not a good time of my life mm-hmm. um, for doing such a big task because I was about to embark on having a family. But after that, I, I kept doing women's wear and had a beautiful sort of knit um, jersey range of women's casual wear, which was also awesome. Um, but after my second child, I, I just took an opportunity that came along to be a junior buyer at Target Australia. So I just felt it was a fantastic way to broaden my horizons in the fashion industry. And lo and behold, they did a massive redundancy quite soon after I started. And I was taken and popped into a position as the kids and teens junior buyer for bed linen uh-huh. and at the time I was like what bed linen what is this <laughs> <laughs> and um, then very soon like in the first week I'm like oh my gosh I've just been landed my dream job and it was my dream job I loved everything about the product yeah. um, I loved the market because I actually was the market I had a child six and two and I was the mum shopping in Target for mm-hmm. nice bed linen. So I loved it. Um, unfortunately, it posed too many challenges for me to stay there for too many years. But while I was there, um, what I did fall in love with was the licensing side of my business. So mm-hmm. I worked with Disney, Warner Brothers, um, Mattel, like all those kids licensing brands who, even though those kinds of products here in Australia are really um, polarizing for parents. You either love them or you hate them. Right. <laughs> but what right. I was challenged Here to too. do um, was to sort of how do I make a Peppa Pig quilt cover cool? How do I make <laughs> Disney princesses sophisticated? You know, like so I loved it and I just relished it. And I I loved working with the licensing companies. Um, but throughout that experience, I sort of felt there was a real need for independent artists in a, such a big box retailer. And I had seen Target USA doing quite mm-hmm. a few collaborations with really fantastic people who were emerging or um, relatively unknown. Right. So I pitched quite a few ideas around and my management there at the time just did not have the same vision. Um, mm. And it was pretty disheartening because that was the start of that whole wave of fashion in big box retail where if you did anything as an independent um, brand or artist, they would copy and there was this real copycat thing going on. And I just felt like design and it was that whole Scandi, you know, things were coming in and I felt like design was being pushed to another level and that we really needed to change up our colour palettes, that we needed to introduce art that mums would actually go, wow, I can't buy that in Kmart. I can't buy that in Walmart or the big W's or right. other retailers. But uh, my managers didn't just didn't have the same vision. Um, That's hard. And it was a really hard place to work at the time because retail during those years was incredibly tough. And I just took the leap of faith um, one day and it was quite hard work and I had very young children. So I actually left and my peers, when I re- resigned, I had peers in the hallways going, oh, what company are you going to? And I'm like, none. <laughs> like, How are you doing that? And I'm going, yes, I'm going to financial despair, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yep. <laughs> so I then within about a week or two, 
um, had already pitched, uh, I don't know, three designers to um, a manufacturer in Australia who provides fabrics for Spotlight. So, you know, I'd had all this kit ready because I wanted to do it while I was in Target. So I had, you know, trawled, you know, all these beautiful surface artists from yeah. around the world. And so I was, I was ready to go out on my own and I just did it. And I just used my contacts that I had built and said, hey, I'm coming in. I'm going to pitch you some new work. And I think the first meeting I had, Spotlight purchased like 50 designs. And tell those who don't know what Spotlight is. What Spotlight, Spotlight is, is a our big box uh, fabric retailer here in Australia. So yeah, it's a bit like a, Joanne a, or a Hobby Lobby type mm-hmm. of big box retailer. So that was with Holly Zollinger and Issa Form from Sweden, Holly from the US. And we just, yeah, we, we'd sold, yeah, I think it was about 50 designs or license, sorry. Just so to them, right? The financial returns weren't going to be there for quite a few months. I thought, well, hey, I can do this. Right. And, and so you I brought think, these artists just to Spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think within, um, I don't know, it must have been six weeks. I'd booked a booth at Certex in New York and yeah. I got a number of designers on board. I think we had 12 and just did it. And we funded it as a group. Everyone pitched in and I just set up the booth there in New York and went, hey, here, here I am, Nerida Hanson Print and Textiles yep. Agency. Extraordinaire. <laughs> and I sure. met you there actually that, uh-huh. that day, the first day of Certex. I remember yep. meeting you because... I was chatting to you for a little while and and then I walked away and someone said, oh, that's Margot Tentow. <laughs> oh, God. I was like, who is she? <laughs> and that was the very first day of my, you know, my global agency. Yeah. So that was nice to meet you then. Yeah, so from there I developed um, more and more contacts. I went to Han Textile in Frankfurt. I, I think within two years I was at Premier Vision in Paris. And um, Spotlight continued to, they did very well with our first collection, so they continued to support my artists. Um, and then, of course, I, from, you know, the shows, I picked up great clients um, around the world uh, who we've, you know, just done so much work with. And I think it was about two years in, I was starting to get a bit frustrated because I had all this incredible, you know, what I thought was really fashion-forward designs mm-hmm. and big box fabric buyers just weren't that interested they were still looking for things that were a little more traditional you know we were selling lots of collections and I was like man this stuff is great someone has to print this on fabric and I think with a manufacturer in South Korea who had we're licensing quite a few of our designs as well and I just went to them and said hey guys would you print me some fabric and they're like yeah and um I think I had about 5,000 Instagram followers at the time and I launched it on a very, very basic Shopify site and it just went crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think I was buying like 30 metres per design or something like that and it went crazy. And within about a year, it really garnered a lot of attention from, again, some of my buyers from the big box retailers who were like, oh, I really like that stuff that you're Well, you were doing got. it differently. You weren't you weren't afraid to try larger prints and bold colors and, and what all of us as artists wish we could buy, but wasn't out there. Cause you know, it takes so long and you have to be safe and this is how we've always done it. And all of a sudden you're such a doer, uh, you know, all of a sudden there was this bold, big, bright, delicious, juicy fabric coming from you. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like, a, it was a good time. Um, like I think about it now and I think, 
now, you know, there's so, it's so easy to get your fabric digitally printed. And I've seen a dozen or more sites like mine pop up right here in Australia, which is a very small market. Mm, mm. And I think it was a good time for me because there wasn't a lot of competition in that space yeah, either. Yeah. And I was doing something different. The competition now is just so strong, but I also love it because it's pushing me to completely new heights mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm trying different print methods. I've got incredible collaborations. I've built incredible connections around the world, yes. which I think really will be my saving grace now because Australian market, as I said, it's such a small market mm-hmm. and there's so many people doing what I'm doing. I don't know uh, anybody quite as worldly as you. I mean, as even from when you were, were acting as a rep, you didn't just go to one market. You really were global. Yeah, and I think um, for me, that's partly my ADHD <laughs> <laughs> um, because I just can never stop. Yeah. Um, but it's also because I really um, feel like there's so many gaps to fill around the world in the design industry and there's room for everybody everywhere. Mm-hmm. And why not go everywhere? Because what I'm finding now too is if you have your eggs in one single basket and the world changes or the environment around you changes or the retail needs change, you're in real trouble. And I've yeah. seen way too many creative businesses, um, even surface artists who are sort of, don't sort of grow and evolve, just shut the doors yeah. because things become really tough. And I want to be in this forever, you know. I don't want to yeah. not, I don't want to ever have another job. Yeah, and I so it's always been important to me to really build my brand, to make sure that I have, you know, a lot of different baskets with yeah. lots of different colorful eggs in each of them. So that <laughs> when one does, start to empty or dry up you've you've got more options and oh boy like now it's even more important than ever because so much of our um business is out of our control now it really is I mean we had some uh, I was so grateful to be able to talk to you soon into the um pandemic because and having just talk to you. And, and, you know, we have these people around the world that we have things in common with. They're not always in our town. It's that, it's that work and creativity that, that brings us together. But I remember Mm. some conversations in the very beginning where you really had to quickly make some big decisions for those baskets and those eggs and talk a little bit about what that last year looked like and what it's led you to. Yeah, well, um, I mean, last year was, oh, gosh, I don't, I just can't believe we even got through it. You know, I remember leaving you on the Friday at Alt Summit saying, right, this, this week's been really fantastic for me. I did start my journey on this big, new, exciting project that you and I are about to talk about. Um, but I've, I sort of went home and I remember saying to you, I'm going to stop doing so much wholesale because the margin's low and I don't have the resources. And I really felt like I'd found a good solution. I was going to remember I was saying to you, I'm going to slow down. I'm going to halve my business. Yeah. I'm going to do things more simply. And then kind I got home. Out your closet. And we had lockdown and oh my God, I, it was like none of that, like that actually had to happen. I did have to stop wholesale for a while because we just couldn't get product. But in the end, it was like, 
it exploded so much and it grew so fast. And it, I, one day I just did something without even knowing. I just went and ordered way too much fabric because I was scared. I was like, mm. okay, I'm going to order so much fabric because I'm so scared of what will happen if I don't have any. So, and then it all got sold and I, I just kept buying more and more and it just kept selling and selling. And everyone in the fabric industry worldwide would say 2020 was the, the growth year. Yeah. Everybody was um, home sewing. Yeah. So, um, and also I'd launched sewing patterns too at the mm-hmm. exact, that exact month where everything locked down was my first couple of sewing patterns and they went crazy. Um, so I was kind of swept up in this, the opposite of what I had told you. Yeah. It was like it just grew and grew and we we moved to a larger premises in August last year. I went from three staff to 13 in about crazy four or five months. Um, you know, it just, it was just crazy. And I wouldn't say it was at all fun. Right. It right. was not fun. Um, and no, I you, never You once- had to make decisions faster than you could oh, they were the coming at you yeah. things would happen like you'd have a air freight that just got stopped because the plane stopped flying um luckily when I moved from doing air freight I used to air freight everything because it was really quick to market even though it was more expensive all of a sudden I had my stock on the water instead of a week it would be like six seven weeks luckily I had a whole collection of Holly Zollinger and um Jigger Jagger fabrics that I hadn't launched so I had this buffer and they just did so well. So my husband and I would sort of leave or my son would do his homeschooling in our office and we'd just be cutting every day. But it was simple, you know. I actually yeah. said to my husband one day when we were doing that, I think this is the most fun we've ever had yeah. at work because it was just him and I listening to loud music, some with his headphones on, watching Star Wars while he was supposed to be doing his math. <laughs> But, um, you know, it was like, it was simple, it was fun and it was fast and, um, yeah, it was, it was an incredible time, but the wash up from that was not fun. So we had all of a sudden, you know, 13 staff, great people who didn't have the right roles because things had changed again. You know, the end of last year changed again. Uh, we were overstocked at that point, things slowed down, the fabric market slowed right down. There was pressure on our suppliers. There was pressure on logistics and shipping, and it's so just much. got worse and worse and yes. worse. Mm. Even to this day, we have been, you know, I'm told yesterday by our freight forwarder, hang on, Nerida, things are getting much worse. Oh. And I'm like, what? Yes, they're getting worse. Just hang in there. Mm. So, you know, I've had to pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot yeah. and pivot, and I'm still moving. Mm. So even though it's fantastic and um it's been really difficult you know I've had to make redundant a few people who were fabulous but you know the business changed and they weren't the right people for the roles that I required yeah we've had to get new people on board who were in the right the right fit and we barely spent a day next to them on the in the office because we've had several lockdowns here um so things continue to be really difficult but I do feel like I've grown 500% 500% myself and I'm I've made incredible connections the art is getting you know right to another another level my sourcing the type of projects I'm developing with fabric in the near future is changing to a really in, in a really good way so 
And then, of course, I've, I've just put in all these other projects, which are really exciting. But part of that security blanket, if your ships don't arrive, it's like having a lolly right. shop and all of yeah. a sudden you've got no lollies to sell. Right. And you have the, li- the line is still at the door. Yeah, it's still at the door. You've got nothing to sell. Mm-hmm. You've got disappointed customers. You've got you know no income coming in. That is the reality of my business in fabric. You know, your samples are even taking six to eight weeks where they used to take one or two. So fortunately we seem to be just getting by the skin of our teeth like we are waiting a few weeks now for our spring deliveries which is really disappointing but I've just had to say okay what else can I do to keep this empire moving because now I have you know 12 13 people's wages to pay I have you know assets and infrastructure that need supporting so yep bring on all the other things <laughs> well you're yeah. never short of ideas and and i think that's one of the things that makes it fresh and interesting and it makes the artists you work with really intrigued by you and what you're doing i remember i know we've talked about this but when lisa when you had reached out to lisa um lisa congdon she was like do you know who this is margo i'm not sure should i like she's all the way in australia and she's doing this kind of differently and i was like just do it do it. I didn't need to tell her, but you know, you just, your roster keeps growing and growing with amazing people. And I think obviously the frustrating thing is being able to get the goods, but all those people supplying you want to, are having the same issues and they want to do it just as much. So I think, you know, at some point it'll smooth out, but it's just, it's just different. So I love, I love that you're looking at different ways of printing, different fabrics that you've brought in, the the patterns that you've brought in, all the your marketing is fantastic if you don't oh, you. follow. We'll we'll put all this in the show notes of course. So this exciting thing we're we're dodging around. Tell us tell us about this new thing. The new thing. Okay, well the new thing. So as we discussed before, I have spent many years representing artists. Um and even before COVID, so as we all know, Surtex, Premier Vision, Heim Textile, they're literally redundant at the moment um, due to COVID and the global travelling sort of scenario that we, we're sort of living with now. But even prior to that, I found that trade fairs were so important but actually very out of reach for a lot of artists. The biggest challenge that I've always come across, whether you're an established surface artist or emerging, is how do I get my beautiful work in front of art directors and buyers? That is the question I am asked more than any single other question. Yeah. So whilst there are quite sort of robust web platforms out there, and I've seen some agents this year in the US and there's a couple in Europe who have launched, you know, web platforms for, you know, artists to sort of meet and there's digital trade fairs and things like that. I really have been thinking a lot for the last three years about what would be a really easy, simple way for every surface artist to connect with every potential opportunity worldwide in a way that does not impede their creativity. So one of the things about marketing your surface art is that it's so time consuming. There are so many platforms to share your work. It's so hard to get the right people, you know, in front of you. (laughs) So and then even even though there's some really great platforms, you know, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Instagram, they're all, you are able to monetize your work through these channels now. But what I felt we needed was an app that 
is specifically for surface artists yes. to link and connect with buyers and art directors all over the world. Let's just slow down there for one yeah. second because <laughs> this is huge. This is huge. I've been so thinking the same thing for so long. And I know we talked about this and because I've been thinking there's got to be a way, there's got to be a better way. So you have literally developed an app that will allow artists from the comfort of their own studio to directly link with the people that they want to get in front of. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's like, um, I think... I think it's sort of, I, I can't actually believe I've got this far with it because I do think it's a game changer for the industry forever. And we're, we're talking about your studio, but it can also be your bedroom, yes. the bus that you're on, the train <laughs> that you're traveling on. Exactly. It can be sitting on the beach, posting your work. You can be showing your work and meeting a brief in your sleep. Yeah. Now, so loading your portfolio is as quick and easy as sending a photo to your friend on messenger you can also collate patterns in collections um, so it's about building a profile on an app and this app is called pattern field pattern it's field everybody field. people are freaking out right now listening to yeah. <laughs> so pattern field app is the app the go-to app and it's actually the only app Yes. in the world for the surface art industry. So I'm so incredibly excited. And there's lots of questions I know designers will have. There, there might be some concerns or challenges, but I think I've covered a lot of those concerns or the challenges or the questions um, because I know, I know, I've known what these challenges have been for a long time. Yeah. Like, let me give you an example one of the things that artists will say was, okay, an app, that's like super public. That's a public platform. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. want everyone seeing all of the work that I'm doing. So one thing that's important to know is that this app is not necessarily a public platform. Mm -hmm. It's exactly like a trade fair. The buyers who are permitted to use the app and download the app and create their own profile on the app, uh, we've, we vet all of these people. So you can't just download the app on your favorite app store and start using it. You actually have to apply to be on it as a buyer. And we're working really hard with the two and a half thousand buyers I have from all the biggest companies and small and medium companies around the world at the moment to get them on board. Two and a half thousand already. Already. Now they're not all signed up yet, but we No, but you have them. There's them. your pool. To, uh, what a nice place to start. What a fabulous place to yeah. start. And we also have the capacity for those buyers to share this app with their peers within their organization and where they do, we're going to make that easier for them to come on board. Uh -huh, it also uh -huh. has a supporting web platform where if you're not part of the app, you can still go to the web, web platform and that's where you can sign up. And within, you know, we're hoping a very 12 to 24 hour period of time buyers can be um, approved or not approved. Amazing. So it's, you know, a place where artists can post their work in the safety of a network of buyers who are legitimate. So mm -hmm. that's one. That's the good. other thing it does, we are obviously very aware of copyright issues. As an agent, I'm always say to buy to artists, look, you can't be too scared about copyright because if you don't get it out there, you'll never sell it. You'll never license it. So you have to be on the front foot. One of the things that we've worked on with our legal team is 
making sure that when buyers do sign up, the privacy policy and the terms and conditions for buyers are so incredibly detailed and stringent to the point where they would actually not be able to copy your work um, because we would have a very clear set of signed guidelines that they have come on board with. The other thing that the app does is it automatically watermarks every print on the app. Oh, nice. So you don't have to bother watermarking with a copyright watermark all your work. It automatically does that for every piece that you load up. And then, of course, you know, it's just then a matter of the safety of you being able to hop onto that app, load all your work, and just let those buyers do their searches. They want a watermelon print. They'll search for watermelons. You've tagged yours watermelon. It'll come up in the feed. The other thing that we've done on this app is make sure that buyers can select three different views on their feed. Their first feed that will come up when they open the app will be the people they are following. So they get to follow you as a, as a someone that they favour, their designs that they like. Then they can select trending patterns. So any patterns that are most viewed will come up in that feed. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the great aspects and features of this app is that I've made sure that we put a new and noteworthy feed. Nice. So one of the things that happens on a lot of these on-demand print sites and different um, platforms is the algorithms do not work in the favour of new artists. So our new and noteworthy feed will make sure that anything that has not been seen or is just newly posted by new artists will come up in that feed. So everybody gets an opportunity on the app. Another feature is that you keep 100% of the profits that you make from a sale or licensing deal. And that is because the transactions do not happen on the app. They happen between you and the buyer. So if the buyer likes your print, they simply click connect and that will come through to your email address and you get a direct connection with the buyer. Right. So there you go. You're connected with the people that you want to be connected with. So you need to be prepared to. Exactly. And we will help people with our onboarding process understand, you know, if they're not prepared. A lot of, I know a lot of you out there, all the artists out there are very prepared. They are rocking it anyway. They have, they understand licensing they know their pricing. They just need to get in front of more buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, for those artists who don't understand pricing and licensing, we will make sure that you have enough resources available to get there. And that that's some product that we're offering through the initial subscription phase of the app and also the resources that will be on the app, which is people like yourself, your forums, um, other pattern design, online courses that you can do. There'll be lots of resources for people to find through the app as well. So it's such a, it's so supportive of the artist and the the process that that artist is trying to maneuver to get their work into the world. You know, I have a, I have a question about the type. I'm sure there are people going, but is that for me? You know, am I, do I need to be a pattern designer? What if I'm an illustrator? You know, what types of businesses is this going to expand to? What are your thoughts on that one? Um, Well, I've got had a lot of thoughts on that. I'm sure you have. Well, one of the things that I've done, I've worked a lot with um, over the last few years as an agent is greeting card designs. Mm -hmm. I also love typography and Mm -hmm. font design. I also love illustration because as a fabric business who knows no bounds, we work with pieces of art. We don't necessarily work with a pattern. Mm -hmm. So this app will be, you can pretty much put any piece of art on that app that you like. And 
All it takes is when you upload it, you get to tag it and provide descriptions for that piece of art. So you would actually tag yours as an illustration. Mm-hmm. So when the when the buyer is looking for fruit, they would come up, they might get fruit patterns, but they might also get a fruit illustration. Mm-hmm. They might also just search for illustrations. So illustrations, greeting card designs will be, um, I think, super popular here because most of our phones are really quite generously generous enough to have a really beautiful look at a mm-hmm. greeting card design. There'll be everything from Christmas to different themes, you know, so it's for everyone, absolutely everyone. And I will definitely be open to really pushing those ideas that come from these users of the app to search for those buyers for them. Right. So if we find that we have limited amounts of greeting card buyers, that's what we will search for to make sure that we get more buyers for the new categories that we may not have covered. So it's pretty much unlimited and we are going to be so excited to work with the users of the app mm-hmm. on both levels, the buyers and the designers on future iterations to make sure that it just grows into something that everyone gets something from. I mean, I feel like <laughs> I, I'm almost speechless because I feel like we're history's being made right with pattern field, right with you. I mean, this is the missing link, but what also comes with it besides just, Oh, here's an app is all the support and your knowledge and your years of putting artists in front of the right people. And then putting work on fabric in ways that certainly wasn't necessarily pat, you know, all the things you've talked about and working with those different uh, licensing companies or licensing, doing licensing for different companies from soup to nuts. So I, I really, I know because you chose to have a fabric business, like you're known for that, but your mind is thinking about all everything else. And that's what you've included here. And that is, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, I think, The reason I was so confident about this project was because as an agent, you're sort of advocating for the artist all the time and you understand the artist's needs. But as a fabric business, I'm an art director. I'm a buyer. So I license, I'm a licensee. So I move from representing the licensor to also being the licensee. So I know what I'm looking for when it comes to design. And how many times I have sifted through Pinterest and gone, okay, I'm looking for the beautiful tropical design. And yeah, I find them, but they're already on a product or they're already on fabric. And I'm like, I want a platform where I can search for a tropical design that's actually available for me to buy or license right now. Right. Oh my gosh, my life would be so much easier. And and to, to be able to get presented with 50 options, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I think another thing, reason why... In the past, I think agents haven't dealt with with too many designers. It's really hard to manage lots of designers in your sort of group. So there's a real shortage of agents out there for designers as well. I know that agents that are doing really well, they're just inundated. And I know as an agent, like that's why my agency sort of took a pause for the last 12 months because we just couldn't keep up with the administration of it. Right. There's and a lot. uploading all the work, marketing the work, sending the work. So, you know, this will be fantastic for yeah. all designers. And I s- sort of hope that agents can get on board as well. And it might be something that they use. For sure. So, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not here. We're not here to exclude agents either. Right. And I, I'm sure you'll figure out 
you know, just how that works and work with agents to figure out. I mean, because because they'll quickly see that this is a valuable tool for them as well. And I that's right. Yeah. I think being an educator and seeing so much amazing art that's created, I've been thinking about it for at least that long as well, because this work goes into a black hole kind of like it either goes into a firewall behind a firewall while everybody can look at it that's in the course or involved in that, which is wonderful. And then it but then it goes back to that artist portfolio. And then the same question comes up, how do I get this work in front of someone? So if you the person looking for that fresh work, could find yeah. it without going one by one by one. Yeah. Find, you know, hashtag on Instagram or whatever. And I'm so excited for this. And, and that the other feature too, which I'm really proud of is that as it it's, it's, we're going to, we're going to really want to grow this and we're going to yeah. want by, um, so sorry, the artists to actually contact the, their clients and say, hop on board this app. Yeah. Because if you follow me, the minute I upload a new piece of work, you will get a push notification and you will view my work in real time yeah. with no correspondence required. I don't have to send you an email. I don't have to call you. Yeah. I don't have to email you my new, new PDF. I just upload it and I know that the clients that like me and follow me will get a push notification. If they, if that's, a, that's something that buyers can select whether or not they want. But buyers who follow, they can be very selective about who they follow and they want to know when you've posted new work. Oh, yeah. I mean, as an art director for Merida Hanson Fabrics, oh, my gosh, as soon as any of my artists that I work with post new work, I want to be the first to see it. Oh, yeah, I want to right? be the first to buy it, you know. But you might miss that email they sent you. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. And look, I, my, e- my email box is just chockers. I have hundreds of emails. I get artists pitching to me every day, which I absolutely yep. love, but I just don't have the time right. to sit through and take a proper look. Right. And then again, maybe I'm not looking for pineapples and peaches. I want, you know, marine themes or I want tropical prints or, you know, so I want to be specific about what it is that I'm looking for. And perhaps I'm in a color phase, you know, perhaps I just want to see the latest trending pink prints, you know. Right. That's just that are out there. So, or you have a specific project and you need a thing and or yeah. something just fell out and you need to you know there's so yeah, many that's right and just on another feature which I think artists and buyers will love is that artists can select for each pattern you can select the type of transaction you are looking for so you can be selling outright so it's a buy buyout design or you can select licensing only mm-hmm. or you can select open to both wow so every time the, the buyers look at a print they can see the tag at the bottom that will tell them this is only for licensing or this is a buy you can buy this outright or I'm open to both licensing and buyout will you give some instruction on how to price things like buyout patterns and things like that um well look I this is for me this is something I'm itching to get out there one of the things that I will be developing but it's going to take me some time resources for lots of different aspects of the surface art industry. I'm raising my hand to help. Yeah. Well, you've just got yourself a job because I (laughs) haven't got the time. I think pricing is one of those things for me. I do hear and see a lot of talk about pricing and it's a very delicate topic because I know as an agent and I also know as a licensee that there is no solution to that question. Right. There's no right answer at all. There's no right answer. So, but there is 
some, I think, some really good ways in which artists can identify what is right for them at the time of their career. Exactly. Perfectly said. As an art director, I will look at prints and say, well, that's this type of print. This is how much I'm prepared to pay. Or if if I get an exquisite print that's actually based on a piece of art or illustration and that artist has you know, worked really hard to put a collection together, I will say, I will license that collection and I'll guarantee you a minimum of you know, $6,000 mm-hmm. return for that collection or $12,000 over it. 12 months or whatever it might may be. So for me as an art director and buyer, there's so many different levels of pricing. That depends on the company, that. depends on so many things. Yep. Yep. And it depends on where you are in your career, whether you're emerging, what opportunities you need, or like some of the beautiful artists I work with, they don't need opportunity. They get to pick and choose their opportunity. Right, right. And that's where pricing becomes, you know, your best friend because you drive your pricing around the popularity of your work. So that's a really, really big question on everyone's lips. And I would definitely need to offer some resources behind that. Um, The first lot of resources I'm offering are what the the two things for the app, which people can actually purchase now. One is a very easy checklist for people who are wanting to start out in the surface art art industry. So they, they don't even really know much about it. So it's a very simple, it's not a a workshop or a class. It's a, it's a ebook and it's got a really cohesive overview of what this industry is and the checklist of things that you need to now go and research. Perfect. So that's, that's one of them. The other one is for more advanced or it can be for emerging artists too, but for people who are in the industry already, it's another ebook, but it's an overview of all of the marketing considerations. So what I find artists might have this beautiful Instagram feed, but their communication style when they email me is terrible. And the availability, how they present their work is terrible. Their digital presence isn't cohesive, even to their language and how they use words and images to communicate is not in line with their brand. So that's, that's another offering because that very much ties into the app and how what other supports you need in your marketing strategy to support your brand and your brand presence because this is going to open up opportunities the app will open up opportunities for artists to connect with buyers directly and when that buyer connects with you you want to make sure you are presenting really really well and that you support your beautiful designs with this also beautiful brand and then you pick up on communicating with them down the track. So this is not like an exclusive arrangement. Once you connect with that buyer, they are your clients forever. So mm-hmm. what do you do to hold on to those clients? What Perfect. do you do to impress them? So this marketing guideline is really about how to impress the art director and the buyers out there. So it's a full view of what you need. Again, it's not a workshop. It's not sort of like a um, this is all of the answers, but here's a really thorough checklist of what you need to go and learn, research and implement to make sure that your marketing strategy as a surface artist is fit for purpose. Which from somebody who's been there and worked for the companies who who know what they're looking for, I mean, that comes, it, it's it's so well, you know, it comes from experience, the right kind of experience. So, yeah. oh my gosh. So how does it work? Tell me how it works. That is the thing, this app, you know, I, this, the investment in this app is so huge. Can't even imagine. That I, I need to monetize it, you know. Yeah. And then the, the thing is with this app is it can go so many places. Like I've got iteration upon iteration already in, in the design phase that will be rolled out over the coming years. Now, 
each iteration costs thousands, tens of oh thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, and the and the the payback for artists to pay to sign up to this app it's huge. is huge. So the fee is thirty nine ninety five a month. That's which that's Australian nothing. dollars. That's less than thirty dollars US. Wow. It's like twenty four euros. Oh my gosh, a that's a, that's now, so great. If you make if you sell one surface art design for 600 US dollars that that is the the yearly fee for this is under what is it 350 US dollars or 300 hugely US. reasonable hugely so reasonable. you just need to make one sale and you have doubled your money for a year subscription well and so, yeah, again look at all the people that you're putting yourself in front of you are yeah it's like yeah it's like there's it's just it's the best value for an artist to, to go to a trade fair costs you thousands of dollars. Oh, my gosh. To, to constantly sit and email and market your work to, um, to buyers is taking away from all that valuable time that you can now spend just designing. And that's one of the, I guess, the, the bylines of this whole app is spend time designing and not marketing. Just imagine the time it's mm. going to save. And so how does it work for the buyers? Well, the buyers, it's absolutely free because we want to encourage the best buyers to be on yeah. board. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, we want their peers, like, you know, for example, you know, I work with an amazing creative teams in some of the big retailers. Now they've got creative teams on 10, 12 different categories in their yeah. company, sometimes more. So we want them to be able to, um, you know, jump on board, spread the good word, um, get people signing up and get them signed on to the app. So we we want that side to be free and we want it the, there to be no barriers to those that makes sense. legitimate buyers being on the app. Um, but, of course, we do, and we want to add value for the artists too. So they do need to pay to be on this app. Yeah, but, but I it's think so reasonable and it's so it worth it. It is so reasonable. And yeah. you're, you're bringing so much experience. You're bringing them customers that you already have and yeah. resources that that yeah. if they if that's all under one umbrella, it's yeah. just... Again, it's you're making history. It's pretty. And you're also, oh, thank you, Margot. I hope I am. (laughs) But I think the other thing too is, you know, we we you wouldn't see the value in it if you didn't pay. Because if you didn't pay, we wouldn't be able to make it better. If you didn't pay, it would not exist. So what's happening at the moment, and this is what I I am just calling on every surface artist out there to help me in this initial phase. Because Mm -hmm. if you jump on and subscribe now. Um, you will get 50% off your 2022 mm. subscription. Wow. So instead of 479, you can, if you pay now, you will pay 200 and uh, what is it? 39 Australian dollars. Like yeah. that is nothing. So if you pay that upfront now in the month of August, um, you will have pretty much 12 month subscription for 2022 the other thing about signing on now is you'll um, be invited and absolutely part of the beta phase, which mm. is starting in September, October this year. So that gives you another couple of months free. So even though it's a beta phase, it's fully functional. So you will be pre- presented to um, at least several hundred, if not that couple of thousand buyers straight up off the bat it's a fully functional um, app by that stage. You are not in this sort of demo phase. It's just a phase where we will soft launch at the end, you know, at the beginning, and then we'll yeah. hard launch and in January 1st. So it will be up and running 
within a couple of months. But um, if you sign up in August, you are going to help this development roll out beautifully. And we may even be able so the first phase of the app is just for iOS mm-hmm. um, because the cost of rolling out an app um, mm-hmm. across Apple oh, and nice. Android yeah. is just you know, it's way too high. I had to choose one or the other. Yeah. I did a survey of, you know, a number of artists within my cohort and it was pretty much 90% iOS users. So we, I decided that had to happen first. So anyone who is on Android, it's not available for you in the first few months. However, if you do want to sign up, there is going to be an option for you when you log on to the pattern field app website that you can um you can actually sign up for that 239 dollars deal and which it is 176 dollars and 24 cents american oh well done okay so that's so cheap you can actually sign up now if you're an android user and you won't your 12 months will not start until the android oh, is that's available cool. that's so you off. you are you are sort of gifting me and prepaying um for that support to be part of this app and you will get an absolute bargain like 50% yeah. off yeah but your android um, device will not be able to install the app until the second phase which hopefully will be later this year or early next year but i can't guarantee that at the moment um the other amazing thing about getting on board the app now and prepaying is that you will get a lot of those resources i was talking about so yeah. you'll get the guidebook about um marketing you'll get um, 10 of my new mock-ups, which are amazing, Wow! my new fashion mock-ups and bedding. So they haven't been released yet, but you'll get 10 of these incredibly beautiful mock-ups that we've just um, delivered lately in the last couple of months. You will also get, um, there is an option there to actually get an audit by me, an email Mm. audit of your digital um, presence and wow. or your um, portfolio. So there's a lot of bonuses Huge. there for people who sign up in August. Wow. Um, sign up, people. Just, what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the other thing too is if you, you know, I'm just, I'm not a, like, I'm a tech founder. Yes, you are. done this completely out of my own pocket. And man, it is not easy. So if anyone loves this idea and if anyone wants to support me, I'd really love you to sign up now. So tell us how to sign up. So you just have to go to the patternfieldapp.com website and you'll see there's a really nice um, description of the features of the app. There's some um, information on the different sort of packages that you can buy now. There's the resources that you could purchase if you're you're not ready to use the app. Um, So, yeah, patternfieldapp.com and you'll be good to go and everything will be delivered to you over September, October in regards to the mock-ups and the guides and then you will be invited to log into the beta phase pretty much as soon as that's ready. So the more people we get on board, the sooner the beta phase will start. Sure. And, yeah, look, the terms and conditions will all be on the website as well that you should read through. But... You know, it'd just be so exciting for me to be able to get that support now because I do think, um, you know, starting an app on your own, oh, my gosh, it's that the is scariest a thing, thing. <laughs> you could ever do. 
I research so much. And that's the other resource that I'm going to make available for anyone who wants to support me mm-hmm. in this, um, the develop the final development phase of Pattonfield app, who is not a surface artist, but is interested in app development. Mm-hmm. I'll also have a, a purchase you can make for $99 and I will send you everything I've learned about wow. developing an app. Oh my gosh, that's genius. It's yeah, it's it's just a short sort of document, but yeah. it's everything I've learned. Well, it's about six to seven or six to eight pages so smart. full of information about the I guess my my FAQs that I had it when I was starting an app. Mm-hmm. How do you start an app? What do you do? Where do you go? Right. Um, right. what are the things you need to think about? What are the challenges? What are the risks? Like all of those different things. Um how how apps are actually developed I had no idea so (laughs) that information you will also be able to purchase which is going to support the final development phase of the app so I'll also um, be posting that on a couple of the Kickstarter crowdfunding websites too so I'll make that available to other people so you know I just appreciate all the support I can get because this is a really really exciting but really scary thing to do is you know well the cool thing is it's it's you're just hearing about it audience but it is a long it's been a long time coming you've worked on this for a long time it's just about ready to go it is nothing but positive for the artist and the buyer it is i cannot wait for this yeah, too exciting and i mean i'm excited too because i have a fantastic team yeah. of developers um who will be also servicing the app from a mm. technical point of view Mm. Um, on an ongoing basis so we've got world-class developers and world-class team behind the customer service and tech side of the business because that's obviously not my specialty (laughs) but I did source incredible teams so that's that's really good so that can keep you making fabric and keep you having great new ideas and keep you I don't know about new ideas I don't know (laughs) I think yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I've, I've already got, there's already a couple of other projects going at the same time. So it's like, man, you know. <laughs> take a breather. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody patternfieldapp.com right now to learn more and sign up and get in there. So the beta can launch and then there you go. You'll be in front yeah. of so many more people that you can, than you could ever reach. Yeah. And the more own. artists we have, look, there's millions of opportunities around the world today, yeah. right around now. the world. <laughs> and the more artists we have, the more buyers can get invited to the app. Yeah. Um, you know, the better quality this app will be. So, you know, there is room for absolutely everybody. I love that the most. Love yeah. that. And can I just say, I've just got to add in another feature that I'm really yeah. proud of. Yes, <laughs> keep going. I think one of the things that artists need to know about this app, it doesn't guarantee you an income at all. It's sure. a marketing platform. Yeah. But what it does show you is that you have your own personal analytics. So mm. you can hop on into your pattern that you see how many people have liked oh. it, how many people have um, shared it or followed you. And then it, you can also see what types of buyers are looking because the buyer profile will tell us Nice. Who they are, what sort of company they work for. Smart. Like you, you, you cannot get their name due to privacy policy, but the type of company. So they would say, for example, a fabric retailer, uh, the category they're looking for, that they're buying for, and you can get those analytics in real time. So Gosh, that's super you can valuable. always know how you're tracking on the app as far as 
maybe you're not selling, maybe you're not licensing enough, but you can see also the designs of yours that are popular and that are most viewed and liked. I mean, I don't know how to get that information any other way besides you're you're knocking on somebody's door, right? And they're maybe a card manufacturer, but to know who's looking at you is that's there yeah. you go. That's and I think everything. that artists look. There's going to be artists on the app who do take many months to make a sale or license their work through mm-hmm. the app. Um, but this this will give you that sort of feedback about well, yeah. it's not the prints that you thought were the best mm-hmm. for you that mm-hmm. are being liked the most. It's these prints, and you can go, wow, that's an insight that I didn't mm-hmm. know. It's it's just some interesting information that will help you develop as an artist as well. Oh my goodness! Well, this is. This is an exciting day. I'm thrilled that it's reached this point. I just love what you're putting out into the world in so many ways and your energy and and just your positive take and how you stand for artists because that's, you know, that's one of the things that really brings us together. And I, I can't wait to watch this chapter grow. Oh, I know. It's exciting and nerve wracking, but I'm most it excited. <laughs> uh, well, before um, we wrap up, I'd love to know who is inspiring you these days. Oh, well, actually, I th- you asked me that before and I, I kind of wasn't in a, I, was, I don't think I was in the right headspace to think about it. But the last week has, it's it's been interesting because I have been thinking a lot about who inspires me, you know, mm. regardless of uh, the fact that I've listened to so many of your podcasts and I know that you <laughs> ask everyone the same question. I think first, I, I've got to mention two, two young women who fall into the same kind of person, I suppose. And that's Emma Stenhouse and Holly Sanders. Mm. Uh, these two young ladies are Indigenous artists from Australia who I am now working with and have the pleasure to be working with. But what's so inspiring about these two young artists is um, they are both working tirelessly in a non-political way mm. to um, motivate and to support um Indigenous Australians around them and using their art in the best possible way to enhance the messaging that Australia and the world needs to hear about closing the gap of Indigenous and white Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, And they inspire me every day in their determination and their will just to use their talent to share, to raise funds, to um, like even Emma's developed an Indigenous perspectives course with some other educational specialists um, that will hopefully be seeing that rolled out. Now that's about connecting Indigenous Australians, and it doesn't. It's not defined just to Aboriginal Australians. It could be mm. Australians from Sudan or Australians mm. from Sri Lanka, nice. and connecting them to their culture and to their art of their culture. And, um, you know, these young women are, everything they do is with no ego, ego, no political motivation. It's just about connecting um, their culture and trying to close that gap. Like they, and I'm learning so much from both of them. They're very inspirational. And also they're super commercial. Their work's beautiful. Everything they do, they reflect. Everything has to be run by their elders. They have huge respect for their tradition and their culture. Um, and, oh, my gosh, I was brought to tears recently when Emma took her shoes off and walked across a seven-foot painting of hers to explain all the symbols within the painting. Oh, wow. the art. It's, the, mm. it's the most I've ever learned about Indigenous art in my life and I had to stop my whole warehouse and studio to start to, and made her start again because and some of us had tears in our eyes. It was so moving. But, 
And I think, look, I know, I know she's in this inner circle of ours, but I also have to say Lisa Congdon is a massive inspiration. Yeah. And I don't say that lightly because in today's day and age, using your art for good is so incredibly important. And the way that Lisa has used, and look, there's other artists I can think of, like Carolyn Suzuki is also another one in America who uses their art for positive messaging and they are not afraid to speak up even when it could damage their brand or their image because they value, you know, social justice and they value the inequalities of life and in not just America but across the world. Right, such a big deal. They also, at the same time as doing that, so I'm talking about Carolyn Suzuki as well as Lisa Congdon, Mm -hmm. is that they also inspire with joy and Mm -hmm. fun and nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to mention another artist, but I won't now because that's too many, but it's about (laughs) nostalgia is really important for us all as artists because if we learn from what was done before, it gives us so much history, even if it's going to a gallery and, you know, like my colour influence for my whole life has been Rothko. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you don't know Rothko's work, get on and look at his early work. Unfortunately, his later work toward the end of his life, which sadly he took his own life, was very dark, but his early work is like, and I laugh at myself because if somebody brings work to me in Rothko colours, I go, oh, my God, I love it. Why do I love it? Of course. (laughs) And it's um, so, but the way Lisa and both Carolyn Suzuki and Lisa Congdon use their art for good is so inspiring. And, you know, I, even now I go, oh, should I say that? Oh, am I going to, what, who am I going to hurt? Who am I going to, oh, am I, my brand going to be damaged? Like I have really been scared myself to really stand up for what I believe in. Um, And right now I'm like, so I think my energy is just so depleted. I'm like, it's the last thing I could think of doing. And it just Mm. inspires me so much that we have people uh, in our space and in our network that it's huge that bring it. They're spreading the love day after day after day. A way that other people don't agree. But, you know, I think looking at both of their work too, the joy that you get from them as well is just even more inspirational. Yeah. It helps move all of us along. I think it for does. sure. It's yeah. some, those are people I want to look at every day just because yeah. I learn and I'm inspired and it just makes me do better. I think hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about you, Margot, because mm. you are also one of my inspirations. Oh, and that thanks. is, I think we both have that shared attitude to learning and growing. Um, and I love that about you. Yeah. Cause as even though you, you just like putting all this goodness out there and teaching everyone so much it's like you still do not hesitate to say wow yeah that's cool that's a really good bit of information you know mm. uh and that inspires me too i think you're so inspiring jeez Nero, thank <laughs> you well i think you know when we finally got to spend time i don't think i'll ever my mom calls them rocking chair memories those moments that you can go back to and it was sitting around that table in the sunshine you know well having a cup of tea or whatever we were having but just like oh our, we were firing off like this you know with ideas and things in common and 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 we're both we both are willing to say yes and try something and i i highly encourage that yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely um oh, gosh. you know and it just leads to 
my favorite part is, is helping bring others along. So, you know, this project that you're doing and hopefully this podcast and things like that are just, just make you stop and think and be like, Oh, maybe I could do that. So absolutely. Oh, the podcast, your podcast has been amazing. Ah, thanks. Well, I, I love it. And this, this came out of COVID too, you know, I, it's something I was thinking about, but to be able to be at home long enough to maybe sit down and figure it out was, yeah, happened. Thanks for being here. And I would love to circle back in a month or two and just kind of check in and let people know how it's going and and stuff. So we'll say yes to that right now too. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to do that. And yeah, I just would love it if people come on board and support me in this whole concept, because as I say, it's like, oh, it's just been, you know, three years of learning and developing. And finally, I'm just so nervous and excited about it. But yeah, we need, I need the support, you know, because it's a massive undertaking. And I just want to see people being connected and making those sales and getting those licensing deals. Naren and I wanted to jump in with one more bit of fantastic information. A few days have gone by since we recorded what you've heard and we've been brainstorming a little bit and we have some new information for you. Yes, thanks, Margot. So we are also going to be launching. Well, we have chatted about this for a long time, haven't we, Margot? But now we've finally got a platform to do it. So Margot's been on board with me with this idea of Patent Field Out for some time and we thought, what a fantastic platform to create a community called Pattonfield Live, where once a month we will have an online event, a ticketed event for a very low price, $25 Australian, mind you, so that's under $20 US, to come along to an online webinar, a really welcoming online event where we will chat about all the important issues facing surface artists, whether it be licensing, negotiating with art directors and buyers, what to charge for things, you know, what you should be putting on the app. Yeah, all of the issues that you want to talk about, we'll be running a Patent Field Live once a month and we will be giving away three tickets for anyone that subscribes throughout August to our early bird subscription. And our first will kick off in end of September. Uh, Marco and I will get together with a welcoming session based on all of the questions around you know how to really successfully market yourself including of course using the patent field app and everything that we we need you need to know all of your questions answered so we can't wait for that event and um please sign up that alone will be worth signing up for the early bird offer of the patent field app won't it Margot? it'd be awesome event it really will i mean i think the the juicy there's just so much juiciness i should say in this app and it's going to I don't know. I feel like it's going to revolutionize things, but since you're being put directly in touch with the buyer, um, there could be things you have questions about along the way. And as you know, am I, are you feeling confident about what you're putting on the app and your work in general? So Naren and I are just here for you and, and we will show up live once a month. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty amazing opportunity for you to get your questions answered so I'm anybody so excited I'm so excited Margot, <laughs> for us to get together once a month live and chat. <laughs> I, I mean we try to but this is going to be fantastic and I can't wait to build this community the feedback for the very few people have already told has just been really mind-blowing but guys I really do need your support to get this off the ground so we promise we'll make this an incredibly worthwhile subscription you know showing your support and we'll throw it right back at you 
That's right. So sign up during August and you will see on the website, all the amazing things you get with that August sign up. We can't wait to see you. All right. Thanks for coming on. I'm really excited that you wanted to kind of share it here in the very beginning. I hope we can look back and say, remember when. So thanks, my dear. And we'll do this again soon. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.